Hey everybody, uh, welcome to episode four um, of the Like, Click and Share podcast. I'm Darren Winter and with me today are Gemma Walton and Emma Kraus. Hi both. Hi. Hi. How are you? Very good. I'm glad the sunshine Doing good. The sunshine's been amazing. We've had a proper summer. And if you're not in the UK and you listen to overseas, and we know there are some overseas listeners, sunshine is a massive thing for us in the UK because that's all we go on about. We always complain about the weather. Um, so for us to have proper sunshine above like 16, 17 degree mm. temperatures is huge. We're in the northeast of England, so it's a bit of the cooler um, part of the country. Uh, amazing countryside. We're quite close to the... Um, uh, Yorkshire Dales, uh, North York Moors, uh, Lake District's not too far away, but then further up a little bit um, north is um, Scotland and um, Northumberland. So we've got some amazing countryside. And if you don't know where any of those places are, just Google them, um, and you'll just you'll see what we're talking about. Um, but that's not what we're here today for. Uh, we're here to talk <laughs> about um, inclusive marketing and pride, um, and we are recording this as a video. Um, so head over to YouTube if you want to know what we would look like, um, but more or less I'm kind of talking this through for audio. Um, so over to Gemma to do some introductions. Okay, so if it, if this is your first time listening, um, I'm Gemma and we all work in marketing and communications. So whether that's as business owners, freelancers, and we're here to talk you through the latest big topics in marketing and how they can grow your business, whether you're a freelance business owner or just interested in how marketing can help you. And I'm Emma, and I'm uh, here just to say a big thank you for listening to us and hope we always hope that you think that this is a helpful podcast and it's interesting. We'd love to hear your comments and your questions um, and all your feedback is always really welcome. So just email us or you can email me at emma at jucodigital.com and you can find us in all the usual places on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. LinkedIn, and also now on YouTube. So just search for us from Juco Digital and all the links are in the show notes. And please don't forget to hit subscribe and you will automatically receive each episode. Hit subscribe, my kids, when they were little and they started watching YouTube. I used to find them going around the house going, hit subscribe, hit subscribe. It's <laughs> 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 really funny. <laughs> Uh, I think it's a billboard or top 40 hit in there somewhere. So we can get a tune and start mapping that. Um, so like we said, the topic of this episode is pride and inclusive marketing. It's pride month. Um, so we're going to be covering three questions. So who's doing pride and inclusive marketing well? Um, how has inclusive marketing changed? Um, and how to continue doing pride um, when it's finished or how to continue doing inclusive marketing um, so um, let's pick up Emma. Let's kick off with you. So, who do you think's doing pride and inclusive marketing well right now? So, there's a few things that uh, covering this topic has made me really look at, and it's it's a lot, a bit about what we were talking about last week as well about sort of how I receive marketing, and because I don't actually really watch much TV, mainstream TV anymore. It's not like I watch the adverts in the middle of a program anymore. So that the marketing that I'm receiving is clearly targeted for me through uh, social media. So through algorithms and, and because of the kind of things that I am automatically clicking. 
So I, that made me realize that I had to, to be honest, go and look for some pride marketing because it's not being served up to me. And I think that's an interesting point from the beginning. So uh, companies are not thinking that I'm interested in it because maybe I don't fit into any of the groups. None of my social media profiles has so far placed me in any of the groups. But yet we should all be interested in all of this topic all of the time. So that was something that I thought was interesting in terms of I'm not having much pride marketing directed at me. So that, that was quite interesting. But so I did go looking for it and I found Gap. And uh, Gap are, are just brilliant. And they've, um, they've done lots on Instagram, not just they've changed their profile, which other clothing companies have changed their profile, but then made no mention whatsoever in any of their content to Pride. They've just stuck a rainbow on their logo. I think it's really good. I'm going to see Gemma nodding there as well. Do you want to come in there, Gemma, on that? Yeah, I think it's really interesting. I think there's still a lot of companies and brands out there who have made no reference to Pride Month at all. Mm. So nothing. There yeah. Were, yeah. The, I mean, a lot, shocking, of people, a lot of people now for a long time have changed their logo when it's been Pride Month. But I know I've been looking around recently and there's a lot of companies that haven't made a post about it, haven't changed their logo. Um, I think it's important that it's not just a logo change. I think it's important that it is content as well, but not just content throughout Pride Month. Um, some campaigns that I think have been really good um, and these are probably a little bit more historical, so not necessarily from this year. Um, I touched on it in the last episode about the Starbucks, the transgender one, um, the changing of the name and people's stories. Um, when I was in Dublin a couple of years ago, because I go there quite a lot, there was a Dublin bus campaign, which was the long road to pride, where they interviewed um, older LGBTQ members and they talked through like their journey um, and then some younger members went in and spoke to them and asked them if they would go to Pride like with them and it was just it was just a really nice story the videos and stuff were shot really really well um, I think we touched on it last week Procter and or the week before Procter and Gamble um, they do a lot of stuff with like Dove um, Google with their Pixel 2 phone um, Coca-Cola I think historically for years and years of being very inclusive with their marketing um with the i'd like to buy a world of coke so that wasn't just about lgbtq but that was about other um forms of inclusive marketing and i think microsoft as well have done quite a lot recently that hasn't just been lgbtq's been more inclusive um i think around the one that i saw i think was around like disability and people being able to use like their gaming controllers and stuff so i think it's there's there's a lot of companies that are doing it well, but I still think there are companies that need to do more. There are still companies that aren't doing it well, but I think there's an issue around, um, like, people want the business to be genuine, so it isn't just a post here and there. They want to know that the business is inclusive as well, so they want to say that they're represented, like, on the senior management team, that they're represented on the workforce, that the LGBTQ staff members feel inclusive, inclusive the people are using the right pronouns for people they're using inclusive language they're using inclusive images it's not just like stereotypical um and i think as a consumer you want to you want to see like everybody represented but i think 
there still is the chance for a business to get it wrong and a company to get it wrong because in some cases companies have never marketed like this before they've never like marketed to everyone and being inclusive but then obviously there's the whole thing around when they do get it wrong is the apology a genuine apology or is it just an apology for like a, a PR exercise um, so when you look into it further is behind the scenes is it a business who truly is inclusive and LGBTQ friendly I think there's mm. the I think the topic itself is so like broad and there are so many great campaigns out there um, but I think it's important that there's more of it yeah. it's interesting that you picked up on gap emma because really in, in years going um years gone by they were kind of seen as the as one of the pin-up diverse sort of uh, global brands as it were i can still see the adverts now uh, going back sort of 20 or 30 years ago when you had you know the in the mix the equal mix of like men and, and women and then you had like skin colors and you know about mm. kind of like uh customizing your clothing all that was in so it's interesting you've picked that back how how did you or why did you pick gap as an example is it somewhere that you normally shop or is it just something that jumped out at you yeah we do we do use gap a lot um and also when i went to have a look at what they were doing uh they're reclaiming they're reclaiming they've done great graphics and uh they've done they're really using their platform effectively, I think, more than just posting a rainbow. So when when uh, we get to the how has it changed, I'm really interested in how these brands are have this platform, massive, massive, huge platforms that they can use to elevate conversation, like Gemma was saying about, to show that not just um, that they like, they're inclusive of these people, but they're using their... Uh, platforms to to make change to to normalize if you like to to be inclusive to that it is just normal part of their program I think their marketing needs to be to to show yeah what are you doing to support so Sainsbury's have banners up that say we support LGBTQT how how do you do that it doesn't tell me anything you've not marketed to me what you're doing for that group of people. You're just telling me that you're putting some rainbows up. You're, but Gap have used their whole platform. They've got six influencers from a broad spectrum, massive spectrum of uh, people. And it, and it's just all about, it's, they've done live events, they've done, and then there is a, a swipe up to shop this look, you know, so they're staying in their lane. They're still selling clothes, which I think is also really important. They're not pretending that they're not, that they're doing anything else but they've used their platform to educate people and they've educated me so there's um, an influence on there called, uh, called Sakima who's talking about multi-dimensionality and that's not something I'd really I'd like to consider myself quite woke and so I would probably know that that exists but but through Gap's marketing today, I've absolutely been able to consume that and learn a bit more. And they've also, I was really pleased to see them uh, use um, an influencer called Kelsey Ellison, who's disabled, and, and they she's also done that. And then there's a whole, you know, still buy Kelsey's t-shirt. They're not pretend, I, I really like that. They're not pretending they're anything else. They're still trying to vlog their gear, but they've, they've just done it in um, a very purposeful way. So I, I just thought it was a very good example of inclusive marketing so interesting like what Gemma was saying that she felt that perhaps there was less people 
um, or maybe sort of certain profiles that weren't um, sort of engaging with Pride Month. So do you think, is that different to previous years and why do you think that might be? I don't know. I mean, I just think historic, I just think historically, um, I think possibly that businesses are scared of getting it wrong. Do you know what I mean? Because there are businesses that do get it wrong and when it's a mid, when it's a big company and it's a big scandal it sometimes is very difficult for them to come back from and like I was saying before if they do have to put like an apology video or something out there it's is it a genuine apology and I think there are still a lot of companies nowadays who haven't got like they don't represent everybody it's not inclusive it's not diverse you know there are still businesses where it's very much middle-aged men and women white women um who are on the senior management team so people can't see themselves represented there um and do you, think, do you, do you think it's also that a case that because they've got they don't know what to, it kind of the fear factor is one thing but also that they almost decided that they, they can't do it or do you think it is just more about ignorance there is more the, the I don't know. I think it's, more divided i think it's hard i think it's 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 difficult i think sometimes businesses want to do more but they don't know how because yeah. those those like members of society and whatever they're not rep they're not represented they're not part of the workforce they don't know where to go to look um they're not supporting like charities the the staff don't feel welcome um I think people are, in some cases, people are trying, but I still think it's really sad that you do see a lot of companies still that don't. And I don't know if it is because they're scared, because if you do get it wrong and it is a big scandal, then if you're a smaller business, then it's quite difficult to come back from that, isn't it? It's hard for a larger business who's got a lot of money and who can do more. Um, but if you're a smaller business and you get it wrong, then it's the it's the fear i think i think it's a tricky one i think slowly but surely um things are improving and getting better but i do think it's still sad to see that a lot of businesses aren't like inclusive and diverse whether or not that's the marketing and the campaigns that they do or the behind the scenes with the workforce what do you what do you think Emma? so uh, so in my day job i have a, a very small business and um I think inclusive recruitment in this area can be really difficult and um, and we don't have a recruitment policy that's uh, you know with any sort of agenda and so that's difficult and so in my marketing I have done one post uh, just saying happy pride to all and I, I think I am quite concerned that that people would think I was just kind of virtual signaling that it you know I make neon lights so what's that got to do with pride and that I don't discuss other you know I don't discuss that did often discuss other um campaigns and so um maybe that's been my hesitancy maybe that's been my uh like how to do it well and and to help it would be really cool in this conversation if we can help small businesses be effective with that not you know so they don't feel that they're just kind of rainbow washing I could just stick rainbows on everything but what does that mean you know and how can a small business like mine uh be effective be purposeful and and you know obviously it is 
like up north values and obviously it's my values but how can i do a good job of of communicating it you know yeah, yeah. i think it's a big challenge for for a lot of small businesses that don't have a uh, 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 experts in this field it's just people like me that have learned a few skills as they've gone along so so how can we help small businesses kind of dip their toe into this or, or to find their voice I suppose um naturally I think I'm answering think... my own question so I know the answer to this this is all about the the being genuine isn't it and and talking in your own words yeah. and that those values will come through which is why we love social media because it gives small businesses this platform to show that uh, that side of themselves. And we are going to pick up your question in because I think that's how we're going to conclude this episode. Is mm. We're going to be talking through how uh, people can do this and how it's not just about Pride Month either. It's, it's not mm. just about June. It's it's all the year round. So we're going to talk through examples where we feel that that can be done. So one of the biggest problems. Uh, um, when it comes to larger businesses, is that there's often quite uh, examples that we see in the media uh, where maybe employees, you know, we're talking companies here that employ maybe hundreds, if not thousands of employees. So let's make that kind of a bit clear. So but there's the examples where the media might cite um, where somebody's had a bad experience. So I was just reading just before we came on to do the show today that um, a particular financial institution one of their employees refused to change the, the, the gender name of somebody who, who changed their gender because they didn't feel they looked like um, the gender that we're referring to. So um, this obviously gave a bad impression and then the, the brand, uh, that particular financial institution, um, were obviously trying to celebrate pride on social media and then that caused a bit of a backlash. So it is difficult. Um, and, you know, when you're talking or if, if you're giving advice and marketing advice to massive companies like that, there are, I don't think there's a lot you can do about um, trying to cover all bases, but I guess it's education, isn't it? I think that it has to be, if you're going to go into a large campaign of any sort, you've got to make sure, I'm not saying they didn't do that in this instance, I'm, I'm, they may well have done, and the employee may have decided just, you know, just to go their own way with their, with, their, with whatever they said. But uh, I think that maybe is just one way that perhaps sort of large much larger companies and maybe much bigger brands and um, can still be sort of helping the community on a particular topic or helping employees understand why things are important maybe also being stronger um in their selection process you know and you know, not employing people that don't hold up to a company's values going back to how things were sort of maybe 10 15 years ago where you know, the managers were listening to people on the shop floors about how they're interacting with customers. We always get bombarded for feedback on our receipts and bills and invoices and things like that. Um, but I think actually there's nothing wrong with actually trying to do um, real physical listening and monitoring and checking your own staff, doing your own mystery shopping. Those may be other examples. You could even do that in your own small business. Even if you only employ two or three people, there's nothing wrong with saying to a member of your family, here's three, four questions. Please pretend to be a customer. Ring up, ask them these questions and let me know um, what they what they say. That's a really good, it's very low cost. It's an easy way to monitor you know, how, many, how long your mm. phone rings and the responses that you get. Um, but I think I just wanted to acknowledge that it is hard. 
Um, and I, I'm a gay person myself, so I could talk from um, a, a, you know from a gay, gay um, background. Um, I think sometimes I I personally feel that the whole there is a bit of a competition between a lot of the brands about who can do a much better experience. And I do think this year I do for the people that are more engaged in it. Like I'm talking again, much larger um, brand or much larger organisations. Um, it is more re uh, revolved around um, selling, even though it's trying, they're trying to get celebration across. Um, and I think some people are doing it right, some people are doing it wrong. We've said, you know, Emma and Gemma have said today that it isn't just about just getting your goods and services out there and sticking a, a coloured badge on it. It is about that if you are going to do that, maybe donate some proceeds mm. to a local group, not even just a national group. Um, and start sharing the stories but why is it important to you um mm. but interestingly then you've got the other side which is what Gemma's picked up that if we don't you know if you if you don't get involved then um that's also a concern that do you not share the values of what's going on around you mm. people don't always understand it's just too busy it can be like you need to need to be sort of sharing so I think it is it is difficult we're the message is quite mixed. We're saying, um, you know, if you're going to get involved, make sure you say something. But if you don't get involved, um, then you look like then you're ignorant. Um, so I think, you know, what's the advice there, guys? What are we saying? I think people just want to see it like genuine. And I think small businesses might be a little bit more afraid, like I said, of getting it wrong, whereas larger businesses have got, big teams there's more staff so there's more chance that their workforce is going to be more diverse whereas smaller businesses don't have that but I think there's a lot of businesses that still don't think about the the tone of the social media posts that they put out there they don't use inclusive language they don't use positive images you know there's still a lot of businesses out there and you look at the imagery that they use on social media posts or even on their website and they're not inclusive they tend to be more like again like white middle-aged men and women um mm. that are not reflective of the world you know um mm. and it's about using positive images it's about showing everybody but not like in a stereotypical kind of kind of way um people don't just want to see a woman in a kitchen do you know they don't just want to see a woman as a, a cleaner they want to see like positive images they want to see women at the top you know they want to see like lots of different things and I do think with smaller businesses um in some cases it is the the fear factor um about getting it wrong because it, if, if they do and it's so wrong it can have a real like negative impact um I think it's I think it's a hard I think it's a hard one though I think it's a hard one to get right because in some cases it's the same with lots of other things isn't it you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't yeah. you know people are always going to say something but I do think it's important that everybody is reflective and everybody looks at somebody's market and everybody looks at somebody's business and they feel like a sense of belonging there they don't just think oh well business is just putting that post out but when you look behind the scenes they don't support any they don't do any charity work the staff that work there don't feel included you know the they don't have a diverse team on the senior management team or on the board they don't practice what they preach it's just all for 
sure but then i think people people know that don't they you do know when a business has been like genuine or not you know because that's a that's a big thing now for businesses to work with other businesses isn't it they want to see that business's values the business ethics what they do in the community to support that's a huge thing now um for everything so hopefully things are, are changing and you will start to see a lot more of it i just think there are some businesses out there that are just not doing anything which i think is really sad to see and um, i think you kind of touched on there sorry i'll just I'll come, i will come to you but i'll just say just corporate social responsibility if you don't have a policy for that then it's not difficult you just need to go out and do it you don't even have to write anything it's just about yeah. volunteering in the community get involved in groups yeah. that you can't associate with and doing yeah. something so that's another takeaway from today is something positive you can do sorry emma no really that and uh i it it's sort of quite challenged me to think that you just have to start small and loads of other people just just start just start and and i'm sitting here thinking oh, i can i can make a rainbow i could do that i can write love is love in neon i could do that do you know what i mean and, and like yeah. and you've just got to do it and i suppose i was afraid of the judgment that people would think i was only doing it for pride month suppose that's a bit irrelevant and maybe Pride Month is about focusing everybody's agenda and it is own, June is owned for that as an opportunity to promote everything that needs to be said, not just to make some cash, but to, to broaden that, in, that um, uh, conversation. I know that my children have been doing it in secondary school and having conversations about things around that. So, so, so owning June as a month to promote all of this is good. And so Light Up North, for example, should just put it in our calendar and just do something and not be afraid to step out because it's not been as difficult for me to make a rainbow as it has been for some people who have had to really lead social change. So really, why, why am I as a small business that worried about it? It's silly, really. I th but I think it, it, I think it, it is, like you said, it's a bit of fear of the unknown it's about well what do i do what do i post you write one post like well, how are you going to follow that up but also it's just about sharing other content you don't yeah, need you yeah. know, that's another action point if you haven't got your own yeah. content there's loads of people out there doing really great stuff so just like you know spend what five ten minutes use the hashtags to find the posts yeah. um that help it could be your customers it could be your clients it could be uh, other bigger brands um so there's loads of other stuff out there so there's definitely a few ways there and i think what we talked about today we could talk about for a lot uh, a lot longer um but i think hopefully you, you've got some good insights and action points about well how can i do it you know i think you've got some great takeaways there i think the bit that we hadn't really kind of nailed today was how has things changed so maybe actually the conclusion is has have things really improved and i think it's interesting because i think I think like companies in that are definitely understand how important it is to have a clean image. Um, I think a lot more than what it was sort of like five, 10 years ago. However, I, I would disagree with the public in the fact that, you know, if you look at football um, and at the moment, the Euros um, are going on in Europe at the moment. Um, um, and then there's examples there. I'm not a football fan, so you probably kind of, gather that um through the next few episodes when I start talking about this this uh, this area. But from what I've read, um, you know, from a couple of matches, when people when some of the players have been taking the name, they've been booed, um, 
certain people or certain colours have been treated certainly definitely treated differently so I think attitudes socially haven't really still moved on even though we'd like to think they have and there's examples of how things have improved I still think deep down people are that is quite split what would you say to that both of you I think it definitely is for football and I think it's really really sad I think it's really sad that um the one player that did come out um fashion I think years ago um he and he committed suicide because he couldn't he couldn't cope with it and then since then there's been a handful of footballers who've come out as gay but when they've retired and I think it's really sad um Jordan Henderson who used to play for Sunderland who played for Liverpool he shared a really good post on LinkedIn and on I think I saw it on Twitter and Instagram where he said that it was so sad that there wasn't anybody out there I can't remember exactly what the post said but it was really good but um Amnesty International did a campaign a few years ago um, where they showed like male footballers hugging and try to um, change like the narrative for that. Um, but I just don't I, I don't know what I, I don't know what it is for. I don't know what it is for football because there have been like gay men who've come out with like rugby and stuff. And I think the women's game is very, very different, is more accepting. It's, I, I think it's really sad that it's like 2021 and there still aren't any current players in the Premier League or the national teams or whatever league around the world that aren't able to like be out and be proud. Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, even for myself, if, where I live, um, I've been shouted at and, you know, been, been walking down the road and people have been shouting out things from the car happens quite often um and then even just like walking around just with with my partner not holding hands but just standing together and just the staring uh, i think is just really uh funny interesting i'm not even offended by it um i just find it funny um but i i that's not trivializing kind of what's happening but i think that's just how how i cope with that because i think if i got really too concerned i probably wouldn't go out yeah. But then, you know, you, you, you read some real horror stories um, in the paper, certainly from different countries around the world where um, being gay is um, it's almost out, well, it's outlawed. It's again, it is legal in some countries. It is illegal. Um, yeah. And, you know, so when we're talking here about like what's inclusive marketing and, you know, we're talking from a point of freedom, we're also, mm. I'm aware that, you know, some countries is not even legal. So for those mm. who we are developing in some respects, and um, where other people, uh, other countries and that aren't moving forward. So everything is quite relative, um, but also the grass isn't always greener either. And I think that Western countries just do a very good job of hiding things in amongst all the other news that's going on. Um, you know, what we find is really important, there are some of these types of stories that, you know, go slightly unnoticed um, in Western countries and, and other parts around the world where, you know, people are, you know, really treated. I'm not going to go on too long about this, but I think it is important to because I think people listening to this will say, "Well, what about this and what about that?" And it's like it is true, and we're trying to cover all the bases here. Um, but it is, it is. I think it is about um, understanding. You know, if you go back to the 50s and 60s, where in the pubs in America and stuff, you know, the bars where police used to come in um, and drug people out, that's not happening anymore, thankfully. Um, but it is in some countries. Um, but you know, in Western countries, that that definitely not the norm anymore. But there are parts of Europe 
um, where public flogging is. And up to a couple of months ago, you know, people have been terribly abused. So I think it's really interesting and politics also has a part to play in this. There's a, a rise in the in the right wing, um, you know, politics in some countries. The viewpoints are much stronger. <coughs> and, and this does affect, you know, the what, what things happen in, in marketing because it's about public voice. Um, Emma, I've talked to you for a lot. You come in here and say, and that's why that's why um, I don't want companies to just do rainbow washing in June, and that I want uh, a picture of diverse people to be normalised all the time, and that it's not just a, a thing that I want my children to not notice the difference, if you like, or or that the difference is yeah. a positive thing, an accepted thing. And that, that that it's just a part of this world and a part of the world that they live in, and I, um, and so that if they need to make or want to make any choices in any of those directions, that they're, they're free to do it. That they're it's twenty twenty one. I don't want them tied down by all the blooming terrible trauma that's gone before them by people who've had to to crack these lands. So I don't want companies to just market like this in June. I want to see a difference going forward all the time and that they use the platform of, of pride and uh, of, of June to, to start these conversations and educate it, but continue it throughout the time. Like, you know, yeah, so so that would be a really positive thing. And, and uh, yeah. And a good that sounds good. And what I about like, Gemma? Um, so go on. I was going to say, Gemma, have you got any closing remarks that you'd like to, to add? Yeah, I mean, I just think it's a good place for businesses who've never done any kind of inclusive marketing um, or marketing to the LGBT community to start. You know, it's mm. if they're not sure about what the what the what they want to do or how to approach it, then Pride Month would be a great place for them to start mm. because there's a lot of content that they can share, you know, mm. and they can see what other people are doing. Um, I've got a couple of um, like sites that people can go to if they're looking for like help and support if they're a small business. Ah, so that's the, brilliant. The, the Human Rights Foundation, um, they've got a guide for LGBTQ best practice for marketing and advertising campaigns. Um, we've shared it on our social media, um, or if we're having it, it's coming up. Um, <laughs> because <laughs> i know that i've got it in there but i'm not I, I think i think it's already been out because it's only to start them from tomorrow so i think it's already out the other one is um website planet they've got a guide to success in the lgbtq market for 2021 and that's based on a, a lot of research that people have done um there's also i think it's ads of the world now i know that we've definitely shared this one ads of the world um which is a website that will show you um for the last however three or four years examples um of good lgbtq campaigns um some of them are for pride some of them aren't um mm. but there's some really good examples on there of like brands that are doing things well but definitely the human rights foundation one there's some good information on there and the the website planet one if businesses are looking for small businesses are looking for a place to get started and we have I'm pretty confident we've already them on all the social media channels so. now that, that, that that's fantastic thank you for those um and i think that that was i think we kind of overlooked that that is one of the obvious things if there's a local group in your area um for you know whatever you want to talk about in terms of sort of inclusive marketing or pride or 
um, any kind of socially marginalized groups, go and talk to those groups because they, mm. like Kevin said, we're able to advise you um, or just share their content. You know, they'll be grateful just to get the message out there. Um, I think it's been a really interesting topic, and I, I, I do think we could um, we could talk more, but we've got to kind of close this. But I hope we kind of cover everything. Um, I didn't really share what I've been, what I did for, or what I've done for Pride and stuff. So apart, Gem has been creating some amazing content going up on the two channels. But personally, myself, um, I, I attended a, a government talk a couple of months ago um, to talk about or raise the issues. Um, of being sort of gay um, as a business owner. Um, so that's what I did a couple of, it was a couple of months ago, um, and it was with a senior cabinet, cabinet <coughs> minister. Um, so that's just an example of what I've done, um, mm. just to make it completely clear that I'm just not getting the, on the back of the bandwagon as well. Um, so let's go over to some favourite facts uh, before we finish up. Um, Emma, do you want to share your... Um, well, I wanted, I, I don't think I can show people, but I learned on Instagram... It's not really a fact, but currently in the month of June, if you use hashtags that are around uh, Pride, such as Pride and Love is Love, hashtag Love is Love, they all come up in a rainbow oh, yeah. on your feet. So that is a very nice thing to everyone could be doing. And again, I guess just an easy way to um, spread awareness. Brilliant. Gemma. So my fact is 71% of LGBTQ plus consumers are more likely to interact with an online ad that authentically represents their sexual orientation. And that's, that's from a Think Think with Google um, study from 2019. That's brilliant. And I'm going to um, um, steal another one from um, Gemma who wrote this beforehand because I couldn't find what I really wanted to do. So 82% of people believe marketing efforts to promote LGBTQ plus representation are reflective of a brand valuing all forms of um, diversity. Um, so there are some um, great facts out there, but basically what we're trying to get across here that it is a big sector of the community. The pink pound is a big area. Don't just use it just to sell to, but actually get engaged and understand the issues, um, see how you can help. And I think just being inclusive and or opening up your your, your, your business um, and yourself to be more um, diversive to, to a wider community can actually help grow your business because understanding what the issues are, a, lot, a bigger reach, there are some real sort of benefits to sort of taking some time out in the week as well. Um, I hope you found this podcast useful. I think that's from all of us. Um, let us know what your thoughts and comments are. Did we miss something? Perhaps we kind of like, um, we should have spent a bit more time talking about another area. Um, it would be great to hear from you. Um, we'll definitely read them out. Um, so please do get in contact with us. All the contact details are in the show notes below. So please give them a listen. Um, we'll be back soon. And we're going to be talking about the new marketing tools. There's tons of new stuff, tons of new technology, tons of new stuff. Always added features coming into different social media platforms. What are they? What can we do with them? and how can your business benefit from using them so but until then keep well and have a, a fantastic day Bye bye.